glad to be with you. Uh, we are going to uh, get into the word and we're going to be in, um, let's see, let's go, let's go Ephesians 5 and Philippians 4 if you have a Bible. Just put your fingers in each of those chapters. They're next to each other. Uh, Ephesians 5, Philippians 4, the folks passing out Bibles, if you don't have one, raise your hand, they'll give it to you. If you don't own a Bible, you're welcome to keep it. Ephesians 5 and then Philippians 4. Before I have us stand for the reading of the word of the Lord, uh, I want to put it into context a little bit about how the Lord brought me to the passage. First of all, it's in our anchored reading series. Philippians 4 uh, is is this week's reading. And I, I, in the previous uh, week, we went through Ephesians and the, the combination of Ephesians 5 and Philippians 4 is kind of exciting to me because it's the direction that the Lord's been leading, and it was emphasized this weekend uh, when, when all, all my kids came home, with the exception of Natasha, and they all came home because we have a series of birthdays. Uh, we have my daughters, my sons, my father-in-laws. It's just like this, you know, endless party. And, and, and the kids really know how to do it. And at 57, I'm like, I'm tapped. Uh, and it was... It was you know, late Friday night and I'd gotten back from Fresno speaking there and I got back at two in the morning and I was just tired to begin with and then we're going into this weekend of parties. Um, we had a lot of fun, the kids were great and then I'm, I'm just about, you know, I'm sitting on the couch in our living room and it's kind of an L-shaped, uh, two couches and the kids are surrounding me um, in my, you know, they're all around me and they brought their friends with them um, and I'm just about ready to set sail for Blanket Bay. My, my eyes are, you know, and, and as I'm fading off, I, I'm noticing the conversation with my children and their friends, uh, and I'm, I'm blown away by it. They're, they're, they're in this theological discussion. I haven't opened my mouth. I'm, I'm, I'm the youngest there by many years. And I'm listening to these young folks talk about in vitro fertilization and the morality of it and the frozen eggs and the protection of life. And I'm, I'm, I'm listening to this. And, and I'm, I'm thinking, Lord, take me home. My work here is done. <laughs> I, I am so moved by the fact that they are, they're, they're prudent and they're educated and they're wise and they're contending for truth. And they're, they're, they're taking on deep processes and thoughts. And, and I'm thinking to myself, my generation bought into the lie that it's a blob of tissue. And you're contending that this is a human being. And you have formulated unbelievable defenses, logically. And I'm, I'm floored by it. And, and I look at the younger generation, it's the most pro-life generation in the history of the country since 1973, and they're looking at us going, why don't you get it? Why do you still think it's a blob of tissue? Well, because it's convenient. You don't have to argue over at dinner. Contending for the life of the unborn is never pleasant. It always seems to cause kind of an issue at Thanksgiving. (laughs) And you always want to avoid conflict at the family dinner table. Don't talk about politics or religion at dinner. That's all I talk about. It's like, that's that's the best things to talk about. Why, Why would I skip that? You know, and you trigger someone, you're like, man, that's better than dessert, look at this. It's like fireworks at the end of meal. It's awesome. You're just going off. It's... But I also know that we're, we're to dwell with one another. We want to avoid things. And we just want, you know, we think peace is the absence of conflict. And so, and I'm looking at these young people contending on campus. And, and, you, and you look at Will Witt. He's up here. And, and you know, he was an atheist. And it, it, yeah, Will, can I tell, tell um, what you, I don't know, he's here. Where is he? Did he leave? Okay, well, I was just trying to see if I could talk, tell them where your dad is right now. All right, I won't do that. Well, you figure it out. He doesn't have a real good job. But, but Will, you know, he has every excuse not to be a successful young man. The social barometers of life, that guy, he got cheated. And yet, here he is, he, he drank from the streams of liberty and he wanted to find its source and he just got baptized. He... He came to understand and study truth before he came to know the truth, which is Jesus. And, and all creation speaks of the glory of God, and that's why our founder said the laws of nature, nature's God. 
and we educate, we front load our children and whatever things are true. And I'm doing all this and sharing all this because this is where the Lord brought me in the message today. Our children are doing a better job than we've done. And if this nation's gonna be saved, it's because these young people are contending. We have a 16-year-old in Wyoming, which is supposed to be a, a staunch conservative. She just got arrested for going to school without a mask. Are you kidding me? She got handcuffed, straight A student, took her away. She's smart, she defended it. She explained why, and they still arrested her. And we're watching them stand and them contend. And I was so blessed by that. And I wanted to encourage all of you today but before I have you stand for the reading of the portion of scripture, I do want to share with you one of my favorite passages and one of the most challenging, and this is the Lord speaking, and it's out of Matthew chapter 10. And Jesus says to his disciples, he says, whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. And what you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who's able to destroy both the soul and the body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin? And not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I'll also confess before my father who's in heaven, but whoever denies me before men, him also I will deny before my Father who is in heaven. And then this is the part that always amazes me. And I'm wondering why the church misses this and where they are today. Jesus speaking for all of you who want a peaceful Thanksgiving meal, you want to avoid conflict. This is Jesus speaking. Ready? Do not think that I have come to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I've come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. And he who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. Sword of scripture, it's, it's the only weapon in a sense that we possess. The Bible says that the word of God is living and breathing and sharpening a two-edged sword, able to divide the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Truth is just, and one of the reasons why they want you to sheathe it, and they, they want you to, they, they wanna take away your second amendment sword rights. It is, is because a lie cannot survive in the presence of truth. Truth is never, ever afraid of a lie. But a lie is frightened of the truth. That's why they have to censor truth. They have to put it away. They have to stifle it. And Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. And when you talk about truth, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said before Pontius Pilate, I am truth. He's the embodiment of it. And we contend for truth, why? Because when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. There are a number of men and women in here who have lost their jobs this week because of the stupidity of this mandate. But I'll tell you what, I am sure as heck thankful for the CEO of Delta Airlines and the brave pilots and workers of Southwest Airlines. I'm proud of the parents in this room and those across the country who are standing and contending at school boards. I'm watching the Loudoun County School Board and those parents contending for the freedom of their children. He was, a parent was reviled in the Loudoun County School District when he went before the school board. He was arrested, dragged out with his pants down to his ankles. They removed him forcefully. And he was there because they would not give credence to the fact that his daughter was raped in the school by a transgender male, biological male in the bathroom who accosted her violently. And they hid it. And now they've been found out. And these parents aren't stopping. And, and, and the entire nation 
the, the media has made them the laughing stock and abused them. And here we are, we're contending. And a lot of you are saying, Pastor, why do you always talk about politics? Because it's the highest form of community. It combines morality with sociability. And this is, the Lord designed how we're supposed to live together. All these issues are for us to figure out how we do the right thing. And that's why the Lord brought me to these two passages. It's gonna be Philippians 4 and Ephesians 5. So if you'd stand for the reading of the word of the Lord, please. We'll begin with Ephesians 5. I'm gonna pick up at verse eight. I'll read out loud if you'll just follow along silently. And we stand for the word of the Lord. We sit for the word of the teacher. One we honor, the other we tolerate. Paul writes to the church at Ephesus and he says, for you were once darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather, listen to this, but rather expose them, reveal them. Let the world know that this is wrong. Do your homework. I was blessed by that. Good job, Paul. <laughs> then he goes to write to the church in Philippi, one of my favorite passages of scripture, of great comfort to me through the course of my Christian walk. One of the first passages I ever memorized He begins by saying, let your gentleness, which is another word for forbearance, let your forbearance be known to all men. The Lord is at hand, and here's the passage. Be anxious for nothing but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And he says, finally, brethren, Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things, focus on these things, think about these things, formulate these things. Lord, we thank you for your word. And Lord, we thank you for your servant, the Apostle Paul, who not only wrote to the church at Ephesus, but the church at Philippi. Lord, fully in line with what you declared, that you didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. You come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother in the sense that we are contending for ideology. People aren't the enemy, they're the opportunity, but it's the ideology that we contend with. And that sword of truth is to be used. We would set captives free that they would know the truth and the truth would set them free. For Lord, we were all once in darkness, but now we're all light in the Lord. We walk as children of the light. And Lord, you have commanded us that we're to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather to expose them. That we're to study to show ourselves approved unto God, workmen who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That we're to meditate on whatever things are just and true and noble and pure and lovely and of good report, and I thank you, Lord, that you've equipped us for such a time as this, that we're not afraid of truth. We've come here because we know that truth has set us free. We know that we are free. We come to honor you. And so, Lord, bless all in the hearing of my voice through the study of your word. I pray your encouragement upon all who are present, and I thank you, Lord, for the work you're doing. We commit it all to you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, have a seat and relax. You were once darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. And the Apostle Paul goes on to say, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. That's our job. You can't put your head in the sand. A lot of us don't want to talk about religion or politics at the dinner table because it's a little bit convicting. And I get that. I get that folks sometimes are a bit offended. And, and, I, and I know in a room this size that many of you have done things you're not proud of. And the reason why I know that is because I'm just like you. And so is everyone else that's sitting around you. 
Especially in this time where we feel like we've compromised the truth. We have to look ourselves in the mirror and it's difficult. I'll tell you, I feel like a coward when I'm on an airplane and I'm wearing that stupid mask. And, and I know the science. The virus is one one thousandth of a strain of hair and if you can smell any scent in the airplane, that virus is getting through. Especially with the mask I wear, it's fake. <laughs> because I am not a plant, I don't know what to do with carbon dioxide, I need oxygen to live. And we've seen study after study. And then this social distancing, the six feet, you know that came from a, a, a student science fair experiment? Not even medically tested. It's the biggest joke on the planet. But we all just honor it. But when I'm wearing that mask, I struggle and I look at others that they, they leave that mask off until the attendant and everyone else is right on the verge of kicking them off the airline. And they, and they know. And then they go, oh, and they put it on. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna take a nap. I don't really feel like doing that. And then there's other times where I'm fearless. I'll tell you, I'll tell you where I, I'm unyielding. I, 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 am, I will never, ever, ever tolerate the mandatory injection of anything into anyone's arm, ever. I don't care what you do, I'm not, I'm, I, will, I won't tolerate it. The minute they have the right to inject you, or I should say the minute they inject you and demand that they inject you, you are no longer a free citizen, you are property. Just like a, a, a rancher can inject his cattle with a steroid, and if they all die, hey, it's his property, no big deal. I'm not, the, I'm not the state's property. Keep your stupid jab, clot shot, Fauci ouchie away from me. I don't want it. Now, now I, I know that there's folks in the room that are insulted because you've, you've, you've received it, and I get that. I get that. And, and a lot of you think that it's efficacious. And, and let's take a look at it. Because whatever things are true, that means whatever, including a shot, whatever things are pure, whatever things are noble, whatever things are of good report. And in addition, we are to expose works of darkness. You see, darkness is, fungus only survives in darkness. You bring it in the light, fungus dies. The truth is never, ever, ever afraid of a lie. But a lie can't survive in the presence of truth. So that's why we're experiencing unbelievable censorship in our lifetime. They've taken us off YouTube. This message wouldn't survive on YouTube. That's why we're on Rumble and we've created our own server and we've done every other alternative because you know what YouTube, you and the big tech and that whole mess that you're doing, you are complicit with this evil and we're exposing you. It's wrong and you know it's wrong. And what they've done to doctors, they've ruined their careers. They've canceled them. We've seen countless up here that have stood by as, as they, they discuss and they show the scientific data for ivermectin and HCQ and they're, they're called horse dewormers and they make fun of them. And they have empirical data that they put forward and it's dismissed because it doesn't fit the narrative. And there's doctors who are complicit who are falling in line with it. And it's not like we're having a debate over it. It's just either do it or you're ruined. And started with get a free Krispy Kreme donut and now it's lose your job. And a year ago, all these nurses and doctors were our heroes. Dr. Rake was our hero. Come on now. I love this church. But other than us, those people want to fire him. They want to dismiss him. Including so many of the folks in our fellowship that are firefighters, police officers, nurses, doctors, ambulance drivers, federal workers, military personnel, students. Students. You see, this is a war of ideology and the scripture says that we, that Jesus says, I, I didn't come to bring peace but a sword 
And that our responsibility is to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but to expose them. And the Lord says that we are to focus and be educated on whatever things are true and noble and just and pure and lovely. You see, this isn't the love boat, and I'm not Captain Steubing. For the younger people, you don't get it, don't worry. We're at war. Now, we're not at war with people. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loves the world. He loves people. But we're at war with ideology. More importantly, principalities, says in Ephesians, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand the wiles of the devil For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of this darkness of this world. This is an ideology that has enslaved mankind. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to pull down these strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We bring into captivity Every thought to the obedience of Christ. We're to be sober and vigilant because the devil, our adversary, roams about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He comes to devour our children. You say, devour our children? Yes. Tyranny in the position of authority has mandated that our children be injected with this shot. Before I get into the data, and this isn't my data, this is government data, I want you to know something as Christians. Christians are not at liberty to live in, at peace with the enemy. We are a people that are constantly at war and we have no orders to surrender. Some of you find that offensive. Well, then take out Matthew 10, Philippians 4, and Ephesians 5, and then write your own Bible which is apparently what many churches are doing. This is data that was released Friday by the Center of Disease and Control Prevention, CDC. Between December 14, 2020 and October 8, 2021, a total of, here we go, 798,636 adverse events following this shot were reported to the VAERS system. The data included a total of 16,700 and 66 reports of death. I'd say that's a pretty lousy medicine. In addition, they say that's 90% underreported. An increase of 456 over the previous week, two more reports of teens who died after being vaccinated. 400 deaths, 17 and under worldwide, all by severe comorbidities, lymphoma or, you know, leukemia. Children don't die of this. They have a 99.9972% survival rate. But we're going to hit them with this, and now they're dropping. Two of those deaths were kids, healthy kids. There were 117,399 reports of serious injuries, including deaths during the same time period, up 5,478 compared with the previous week. Some of you go, oh, I don't got it. Where are you getting your information? You do it. Because whatever things are true, I studied this. I pulled this down. You do your work. Don't just sit and, and, and receive whatever it is somebody is narrating to, to indoctrinate you. Do your homework. Whatever things are true, test it. Where did you get your data? How do you know the data? This is what's interesting to me. This woman has a VAERS ID number. She, she is legitimate death from the vaccination. And, and they... they Twitter took down her obituary because it stated that she died of the vaccine. And it's a VAERS statement, government statement, verified. She was a healthy mother and an, a, a vaccine-induced blood clot, and Twitter censored her obituary. Took it off. Why? Because a lie can't survive in the presence of truth. They don't want you to know what's happening. Those are the numbers. 16,766 deaths from something that's supposed to keep you alive. These were healthy people. I can show you videos that will nauseate you. 
And by the way, if you wonder if it's about money, you know the most, you know the highest paid federal employee in the United States? That guy. That guy. And somebody going, what does that have to do with the Bible? Whatever things are true. I want to say two more things and then I'll get to the passage that the Lord has put on my heart. This is for 12 to 17 year olds. The Bible says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind and love your neighbors yourself. And on these two commandments hang all the law of the prophets. To love your neighbors yourself. Over 2,000 children have been aborted today. In California, we didn't just abort them, we sold their parts first. We had the marketing director for Pfizer that was running from the cameras because her internal email said, don't tell anyone about the fetal tissue we use. And, and you, have to get, you have to get the organs while the baby's still living. Oh, but, but you don't want to do that because people can call for religious exemption because Christians have the audacity to believe that we've been fearfully and wonderfully made, knitted together in our mother's womb. Before we were born, the Lord says, I knew you. In the womb of Mary, Jesus wasn't called a blob of tissue. He was called Jesus. John was called John the Baptist. He, he leapt in the womb of Elizabeth when they came in the presence of Mary. There's no confusion to God. You, you look at a zygote and you just, the, the one question is, if you want to kill it, it's living. If you want to kill it, the one question is, what is it? Well, it's not a human being. Why? You've heard me say this, the SLED acronym, well, because of size, it's too small. So small people are less valuable than larger people? Is that? It's its level of development. So an adolescent is less valuable than a fully grown adult? Well, no. It's its environment. It's in the mother's womb. So I'm less valuable here than I am at home? No, it's its degree of dependence. It's dependent on the mother to live. So anyone in here using oxygen or insulin is less valuable? Come on, people. And, and who's going to be the voice for the silent? And when you stand and you contend for them, you are marginalized and ridiculed and mocked. And you're not invited to dinner parties. <laughs> but we stand in defense of the voiceless. And now... As adults, we're looking at our children being mandated by the state, forcing them to be injected with something that's killing them. Just to 12 and 17-year-olds this week, U.S. data, 21,652 total adverse events, including 1,304 rated as serious and 24 reported deaths. 12 to 17. The most recent death involved a 15-year-old male who died six days after receiving the first dose of the Pfizer COVID vaccine. He died of a blood clot. Another recent death included a 16-year-old female who complained of fatigue and died one day after receiving the Pfizer COVID vaccine. 57 reports of anaphylaxis among 12 to 17-year-olds. By the way, more children drown in bathtubs than die of COVID. This has a 99.7% survival across the board. Not only does it not merit mandated vaccinations ever, never should, it doesn't even merit shutdowns. It doesn't even merit the, the, the closure of our businesses or the closure of our schools. But we're taking it because we want to be peaceful. Peace isn't the absence of conflict. It's the presence of truth in the midst of the conflict. And that'll create a war, a war of ideology, one in which we stand. 57 reports of anaphylaxis among 12 to 17-year-olds where the reaction was life-threatening required treatment or resulted in death with 96% of cases attributed to Pfizer vaccine. 529 reports of myocarditis and pericarditis, heart inflammation, for young kids. That's really wonderful. 508 cases attributed to Pfizer. 117 reports of blood clotting disorder with all cases attributed to Pfizer. It goes on to the VAERS December 14th um, of 2020 to October 8th of 2021. All age groups combined 19% of deaths were related to cardiac disorders. 54% of those who died were male, 42% female. The average, I mean, this is just, there, there's Bell's palsy, Jillian Barr syndrome. And this goes across the board with Moderna and J&J &J and Pfizer. This thing is awful. Oh, and by the way, this 
entire time, Moderna shares have gone up 3%, $330 per share. They're making money, a lot of it, and our children are dying. And I say this because our responsibility, according to the scriptures, to expose their darkness. And, and what I love about Will Witt and the man that you're about to also see is these are young men, and, and they're women too, that have, they didn't know the Lord, but they saw their world and their freedom being taken. And they started to educate and study. And they started to realize that there's absolute truth and, and that we were created in the image of God. And when they, they read the Constitution, that was more profound to them at, at that point in their life, probably than the Bible itself, because they realized that we've been endowed by our creator with inalienable rights. It means no one can ever take them from you. I, I, I spoke with um, Vody Bauckham at the Council on National Policy and the title of their, their presentation or, or, or the, the panel, I took exception to, and also when I went to Fresno State to speak this last week, I took exception. And, and my, my, my struggle is in both cases, they were saying this. We need to fight for our freedom. We, we need to contend for liberty. I said, no, you don't. You're already free. Live accordingly. God created you this way. It's gonna come at a cost, but God made these inalienable rights. This is your right on this earth given by the creator who holds the heavens in the span of his hand. You are given life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness, virtue to pursue him on this earth. In the laws of nature, nature's God. He gave that to you. Now, if you want to roll over and enslave yourself to a tyrant, then that's your choice. But any time you want to awaken to the realization of who you are, that you are a child of the king, and you're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus, then you realize you're free, and you start living accordingly. And you, you see a guy like Will Witt. He lived his whole life as an angry atheist, hurt, bitter, and then starts to realize that there's more to it. And he's contending. He's fearless on campus. He's getting eviscerated and attacked and beaten up and death threats and none of it moves him. And this next guy, he didn't know the Lord, he's come to know Christ, he's an amazing guy and he's done his homework. Whatever things are true, whatever things are pure, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just. And this young man did his work and I love this. Take a look at this video and then I'll, I'll conclude with some thoughts and share with you. I threw the guys for a loop, you got it? Look at this graph from Singapore. New cases, 3,590 with an over 3,007 day average. Around this time last year, they had nine. Uh, this is bizarre because not that long ago, media was telling you Singapore is now the most vaccinated country. Singapore, the country most fully vaccinated against COVID-19 tracker fines. Reuters, Singapore fully vaccinates 80% of population against COVID-19. If you look at the data, they have over 80% of people fully vaccinated, but fully vaccinated to them means two shots, and in Israel, fully vaccinated now means three shots. So the experts from different countries don't seem to agree with each other on that, but over 3,000 cases experiencing record highs. But wait, the deaths have to be lower than they were last year, right? Well, no, there are six deaths on October 8, 2021, zero October 8th, and most of that month in August, but you know, the Delta variant. I just found that interesting. No comment necessary. Perhaps even more interesting to me, being from the United States, is Vermont. Forbes in June. Vermont becomes the first state to vaccinate 80% of eligible population. Business Insider. Vermont is about to become the first state to reach herd immunity. Wow, that's a big prediction from Business Insider in July. So what did happen after July when they said it was going to reach herd immunity? Well, actually the exact opposite of what the mainstream media said. They experienced also record high cases. Let's compare October 8th, 2021, 281 cases with a seven-day average of 193. October 8th, 2020, 11 cases with seven-day average of 12. So the deaths must be lower, right? Well, no, there's four deaths on October 8th. There have been multiple days with four deaths in Vermont, which doesn't seem like a lot, but if you check their data, they didn't have a single death in 2020 before we even had a vaccine in the COVID data from August 7th, 2020 to November November 6th, 
2020. Not a single death in that time period. This year, not so lucky. So it must be all the unvaccinated dying, right? Well, I mean, it has to be because the governor even said, this is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated, Vermont's governor. Apparently a Republican, wow. But one thing he won't tell you is that in the last two weeks of data released as of making this video, 15 of 16 of the deaths actually came from vaccinated people, according to vtdigger.org, and they linked the Vermont Department of Health website. So I checked the data, I was like, that can't be true, right? 15 people dying in two weeks, despite last year around this time, them having zero deaths in the COVID data. So I checked it, this is straight off their website, March 5th to September 8th, 2021. You could see that among fully vaccinated Vermont people, they said there were 18 deaths. And then in one of the next data drops where they do March 5th and extended to September 20th, 22, the data shows that among fully vaccinated people, there were 33 deaths, which is plus 15 of what it was just a few weeks prior. Wow. Why isn't this being reported? I mean, do you really even have to ask that question? Now, to be fair, I know the governor of Vermont is touting their hospitalization numbers, but if there's 15 vaccinated people dying in a time span where zero people died last year, unvaccinated or vaccinated from COVID or with COVID, he should consider mentioning that. Or go back to the safe plan of blaming the Delta variant instead of people who didn't take the medical product they're trying to force into our arms. Is it even possible to report? Is it even possible to disagree with the media and the experts and the politicians? Soon this data will probably be illegal and considered hate speech or maybe even a crime one day. Who knows? I'm not going to comment much on it because no comments necessary. Guy did his homework. As I was looking at the data and I'm seeing what's happening and especially, I mean, I, do we have the picture of uh, the young man from, uh, here he is. This, this is nearby. This is Nathan Esperanza. He was uh, a friend of one of the kids that goes to our fellowship. Died of a heart attack, July, 2021, less than one week after the Pfizer vax. He has his own VAERS ID number. Castake High School, football player, healthy, athletic, dead. I don't know about you, but I, I, I can say, I mean, as far as my conviction and pursuing this, you, you can put your head in the sand, you can just hope it's all gonna go back to normal, you can hope that you can hide from it and just get it and just, don't you realize? And then we watch as people contend like Dr. Rake and then we saw David Glinky getting ready as a wide body pilot to lose his job. If we don't stand together, they win. And, and, and the reality is we are called as Christians to contend. We're to expose this, this, this lie. And if this is uncomfortable, don't be anxious. Be prayerful. Pour out your concerns to the Lord. Be thankful. Let your request be made known to him. And that peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. But remember too that you have to remember, whatever things are true, whatever things are pure, whatever things are noble, these you have to meditate on and prepare for. The young people are, are formulating and articulating for their future and for their freedom. And you think you're gonna be able to retain that freedom, inalienable, given by God, by not exercising it and not walking accordingly and submitting to tyranny? And when you do that for the sake of your baubles and trinkets, and by the way, the beautiful thing about it all, when Christ says, I've not come to bring peace on earth, I did not come to bring peace but a sword, I've come to set a man against his father. But he says, this is what's gonna cause the contention. Whoever confesses me before men, I will also confess before my father, and whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my father. Christ. Christ is his title, not his last name. It means Messiah, it means savior. He's come to set the captives free. You'll know the truth, the truth will set you free. He said before Pontius Pilate, I am the truth. Pontius Pilate looked and said, what is truth? How he said it, I don't know, but he was looking the truth straight in the eye. The truth is the sword of scripture divides the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The truth is what delivers someone from absolute sin and obscurity and, and enslavement and sets them free and, and gives them a courage never before seen. 
And before you're ever going to be free enough to contend for that of your children and your grandchildren, the greatest thing is your fear. There's something you love more than freedom. You love safety. You love comfort. We all do. People don't so much want liberty as much as they want someone to take care of them. We've become accustomed to that. We're grateful for what we have in some extent, but we've forgotten at what cost it was purchased. So much so that when it's our turn in our generation to make a difference and to contend for the liberty that was given to us, we're more concerned with safety and comfort You see, we're all trapped in the jungles of prosperity. And we don't realize it's all gonna be taken from us. Every bit of it. Satan is a roaring lion roaming about seeking who may may devour. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's succeeding rapidly as this nation conceived in liberty and dedicated the proposition that all men are created equal is about to perish from the face of the earth. The freest land in the history of the world, 6,000 years of recorded history, 4% of the population. No one has ever had more freedom or success or accumulation of wealth. And right now, that does not exist for the generations behind us. And if you have convinced yourself with your head in the sand that if you just submit to the tyranny, it'll go back to normal. It will not. And you know why you want to do that? Because you care more about the crap in your house than you do the liberty for your kids. And I said crap and you guys are all upset. Paul said dung, means the same thing. He considers the things of this world dung. You're you're holding on to a mirage. The only thing you can give your children is freedom. And every man, woman must stand and contend with that tyranny And remind ourselves and our children the great truth. We are already free. Now live accordingly. You're free. No man will ever take that from you. It's given by God. You you have been created in his image. He gave you this heart to, to flourish and to pursue him. And the wise restraints that make you free and the moral law that gives you this affluence and this abundance when you honor him when you when you contend for truth and 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 absolute truth all of his creation reveals him and you you look at these things and you think how is it we're allowing our children to be indoctrinated with this garbage there are two genders why is that a problem It's biology. Look at the cells. Look at the data. Look, I get that the mind is jacked up. That's a whole nother thing. And if you want to do sports teams for the crazy, do it. And when I say that, I say, you know, there's a struggle. I get that. But in the same regard, whether you identify one or the other, you're a biological male or a biological female. God will fix the rest in your mind later. He he catches his fish before he cleans them. You're not my enemy because you're confused. But in the same regard, you may be confused and your ideology is not gonna warp the future for the next generation. I'm gonna contend with you. You gotta show me some data. Well, we don't believe in absolute truth. Okay, well then what's the basis for our argument? It's whatever I say. Okay, we're, we're gonna have a lot of problems now. 
because you want to bring that garbage in, your critical race theory, and this isn't about black, white, yellow. They're, they're not going to divide us over melanin content. This, and I had a talk with a liberation theologist, black pastor, and I shared with him critical race theory. I said, black, female, lesbian, transgender, uh, handicapped, pagan. And then that's the high, and then the low is white, heterosexual, male, uh, Christian. I said, all of, they don't care about my melanin content. They don't care about my sexual preference or my, you know, faithfulness. It, it boils down to this. Christian, pagan. They, 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 they want to remove absolute truth and the universe as God has designed it and they want to make the rules and they do it through intersectionality of victimization groups and they, they exploit traditional historical wounds. And I looked at my, my, my black pastor friend, I said, you are being played and they're just going to eat you last. If, if you love the Lord and you love his word, then there is absolute truth and we must contend for that. I'm not your enemy. He got it. I want to close by just simply saying to all of you, the freedom comes. And a woman asked me after the first service, she said, what does it mean that the Lord died for me? Why did he have to die? I love the question. She was so sincere and so sweet. I said, the wage of sin, the penalty for sin is death. It's cosmic treason. We're the only creature in all of God's creation that has disobeyed him. And, and we're the only creature created to love him. And we've chosen to not obey him and not love him. We walked away from him. And there's a way back. But the price has to be paid because God is just. He's also merciful. So, so somebody has to die because that's the wage. That's the penalty. Now, if we're both on death row and each of us have committed murder, you can't die for me because you've got your own penalty to pay and I can't die for you because I've got my own penalty to pay. Both of us need someone to die for us that, you know, didn't do that. Well, it's hard to look around the world and find someone who's sinless. They don't exist in this room. And sin just means missing the mark. You're not perfect, you failed. And if you don't think you're a sinner, then let's just show the videotape we recorded of your secret thoughts. <laughs> or let's just ask somebody who lives with you. That'll take us a nanosecond. Christ was fully God, fully man, was tempted in all ways, was without sin. No man took his life, he willingly gave it, he was free. No one enslaved him. Nails don't hold God to the cross, it was his love for you and me. He gave up his life in order for you to have freedom. He laid it down so that you would live. He paid the penalty. She got it. And that's where God takes you off the slave block of sin and he begins to make you realize who you are. You're free. You're a child of the king. Nothing separates you from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. And now, with that knowledge, you go out bold and courageous and fearless and you realize you don't have to fight for freedom. You are already free. Who the Son has set free is free indeed. Amen? Let me pray for you. I'll have the worship team come up. Lord, we thank you for this day where you have declared in your word that we're to expose the unfruitful works of darkness. We're to reveal them. And God, it's, it's so tragic that the world has bought into this indoctrination and that they do not dig and they do not study to show themselves approved. They have become lazy and complacent. And yet, Lord, we look at our young people and they're fighting for their freedom. And many have come to realize that they're already free and they're standing boldly in that freedom. They've met the author of liberty for your word declares that the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Lord, as, as they have gone upstream, they found the source. It's you, Jesus. You've come to set the captives free. And today, Lord, as we come to this place and we're surrounded by the challenges and we're watching as our children are, are being placed in enslavement to the system that seeks to inject them with something that's killing their generation, that we are complicit and silent 
in the face of the destruction of our unborn as their parts are being harvested and sold and the rest is flushed into the sewer systems of our state. Lord, we are not content with that. And today we recognize what you've called us to and we thank you that as you used your servant, the apostle Paul in Ephesians to the church in Ephesus and also to the church in Philippi, Lord, we have received that exhortation. We thank you that you have empowered us by your spirit to stand and not to be discouraged. And when we're afraid, Lord, we recognize your word that says we're to be anxious in nothing, but in all things by prayer, recognizing you first and supplication, putting all of our needs in front of you and, and being thankful. We let our requests be made known to you. And then Lord, the peace that you provide, which surpasses all human understanding, which guards our heart and our mind through Christ Jesus. What a wonderful father you are. And so Lord, as your children, we're children of the King, would you open our eyes to allow us to realize we are free and we are to live accordingly and boldly, honestly and courageously and contend for the voiceless and to defend our neighbor even when they don't love us. And so Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for blessing us. And we thank you for being our savior that the first freedom came when you purchase us off the slave block of sin as you said we've been set free by the spirit of Christ over the law of sin and death and now Lord we have been enlisted to set the captives free by standing upon truth Lord thank you for this congregation and the fearlessness of this precious fellowship of believers Lord the great honor to be a shepherd in this place to be with such remarkable men and women Lord bless them Lord for Dr. Rigg give him peace it's going to be alright for Mark Ibrahim it's going to be alright for David Glinky it's going to be alright for all of our family it's going to be alright we're with you we're going to stand we're going to win this together we thank you Lord bless you praise you in Jesus name Amen let's stand and worship the Lord God bless you guys.